do 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 so i'm looking at the screen going man i think there's something wrong with the camera it's not working and then i realized for whatever reason the camera wasn't on top of the computer it was on the table pointed at the table so i'm not a smart man good morning it is monday the 8th of january 2024 i'm bear from the internet and uh we're going to do the brief this morning five by five thanks to all in the chat good morning everybody <clears throat> hopefully you had a fantabulous weekend and uh we got a fair bit of ground to cover this morning we're going to talk about uh government shutdowns oh no not that we're going to talk about abortion laws we're going to talk about the Defense Intelligence Agency and their report on uh, their assessment that Israel will lose to Hamas and Hezbollah. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin hospitalized due to an elective procedure. I have a theory. And we're going to talk about Big Mike 2024. And uh, today will probably be the day, given the title of the video and the thumbnail, that bear ceases to exist from the internet because YouTube's just a terrible place. If you are a freedom loving patriot, God fearing American covered by the blood of Messiah who likes to exercise their first amendment rights. So alternate channel here on YouTube, blue collar president. That's also me. Make sure you're subscribed to blue collar president because we will pivot over there. And we have pivoted over there in the past if one needed also, Patreon. If you're on Patreon, you guys know I will always continue with touch points there, which people inevitably bring up. Bear, you should be on Rumble, to which I like to respond. I am, and I have been, which shows you just how effective Rumble is. So please, unless you are also an experienced content creator with a minimum of seven years of producing a minimum of 7,000 videos and live streams, please don't offer tactical advice to people who have been doing this for a hot minute okay okay now today's brief is of course brought to you by the creator of the universe yahoo your elohim lord your god it's brought to you by the fine people over at patreon link is in the description and uh it's brought to you by refuge medical which is a company that i founded four years ago in my barn so if you want to not die get yourself a bear fact okay okay bear Bear Independent Brief, 8 January 24. The likelihood of a partial government shutdown this month is increasing day by day as Republicans and Democrats struggle to find common ground. Imagine that. Almost like there's been a, a determinative campaign over the last several decades to increasingly polarize people from, air quotes, separate political groups farther left and farther right while also shifting the Overton window during periods of great tyranny predicated on medical misinformation and uh, decades, centuries of government indoctrination and public schooling in order to get people, oh, and not to mention all the soy and the genetically modified food in order to get people to acquiesce to the tyranny of the government. Oh, I said the quiet part out loud. I apologize. Today, Monday, is the day lawmakers return to begin an 11-day quest to avoid a partial government shutdown. I'm thinking about getting in politics simply for the vacation time. I mean, these people do nothing. They, they, do, they do nothing. 
the hard day's work for a politician. You had to bend over and tie your shoe a couple extra times in your three-piece suit to sit in that chair. Now, listen, if I had to sit in the chair and listen to Bernie Sanders all day, I would definitely make it onto the national, if not the international news, because I don't have the patience for that kind of bullshit. But, I mean, they get so much vacation time. The benefits, man. All this room for activities. Look at this dainty little coffee cup. It's uh, actually an 18-ounce coffee cup, but bare stuff. Last year, last-minute agreements avoided shutdowns, but the issues on the table are now some of the most complicated. They include funding Ukraine, abortion, and the border. The invasion on the border. On top of all of that, House Speaker Mike Johnson has said that there will be no more short-term resolutions, so politicians will have to do a better job of coming together than last year on even hotter issues. A doubtful prospect. <sighs> no more short-term resolutions. I disagree. I think we're going to see, regardless of what House Speaker Mike Johnson says, I think we're going to see even more short-term resolutions because nobody there actually knows what they're doing. They're just there. And they're not there to represent you and me. They're not there, even though they've sworn to protect and uphold the Constitution of the United States of America, swore with their hand on a Bible that like none of them believe in. They are there because even though they get paid $160,000 in a year in salary, which, by the way, have you seen certain Congress members are now kvetching? They're complaining that they've got no money. The cost of operating two households, one in their home state and one in D.C., plus all of their OPEX or operational expenses. They've got nothing left over. And so Congress needs a pay raise. Mm. I'll tell you what. Politic and bear. Let me put my political hat on. I'll consider giving you a pay raise. Take all the money that you were going to use to hire those additional 47,000 to 70,000 IRS agents. Get rid of them. And then we'll talk about a pay raise. Defund the ATF. Yeah, defund the ATF. Abolish the NFA. I'll give you a pay raise. Cost of living increase, 7%. There you go. Hey, what's up to, to Boris Rex? Shalom, my brother. Speaking of defunding the ATF and abolishing the NFA, of course my brother Rex shows up at just this time. Coincidence, I'm sure. Sure. Oh, it's expensive living in D.C. Well, maybe, maybe if you didn't have, uh, what is it, seven lobbyists to every politician in D.C. driving up the cost of real estate and the cost of living, maybe it wouldn't be that expensive. You know, there's the thing. Bill Gates gave me a buck ninety nine. Thanks, Bill. Great work on that Windows and stuff. By the way, have you guys seen the Stephen Hawking memes right now that are going on? for the Epstein Island thing, they're tremendous. Oh, they're incredible. Uh, we have a lot of ground to cover, so I should quit opining and get back to reading the brief. Simply, the expectation of a shutdown is already beginning to have economic effects as government agencies begin to prepare. Oh, boo-hoo. Michael Linden, former Office of Management and Budget official, said that the impacts are already definitely a problem. It's definitely a drag. Drag, what an interesting word to use in light of today's subject matter and thumbnail on the video. By the way, currently the uh, 
estimations are that if we don't get something resolved with the budget right now, we'll have a partial government shutdown by the 19th of this month, 19th of January. Oh no. And if, and if we still don't get something figured out, we will have a full government shutdown by the 2nd of February. It's three and a half weeks away. Now, I want to be clear. Let me be clear. I think it's what Barack Hussein Obama used to say all the time. Let me be clear. Let me clarify a little bit of nuance. Our men and women of the armed forces, they should continue to get paid. Um, people who are doing good, productive work, they should continue to get paid. But the government right now, the United States federal government, freedom takes eh, between federal government, state government, sales tax, death tax, um, uh, capital gains tax, everything else, 40 to 70% of your money. And here's the biggest sham in the world. You go to work, you work, and then your income is taxed. And then you take what's left over from the money that you already earned that was taxed. And then you buy goods with it that are also taxed. And then you pay your mortgage or you buy a piece of land that's also taxed. And then you buy a car that's also taxed. And then you buy fuel to put in the car that's also taxed. And then you go buy groceries that are also taxed. It's an abomination. It's bullshit. So if the government can't run itself, and we'll just pick a nice even number, average 50% of the money that's produced by every, every revenue earning American in the country. Yeah. Shut that shit down. About that fast. About that fast. Why February 2nd? It's the 8th of January. Today's a great day. Shut it down. What are we burning all this money on? Surveilling Americans when they go and exercise their um, uh, God-given, constitutionally protected First Amendment right to assemble and redress their grievances to their governing authorities, say, I don't know, approximately 367 days ago. Maybe that. Maybe it's spying on all the, quote, domestic terrorists. It's certainly not in defense of the country. It's certainly not in defense or in the interest of you and I. So while I understand the economic impacts to the good people who are inside of that Babylonian management system, I have no love for the Babylonian management system. Come out of her, my people, lest you partake in her sins and receive of her plagues. Sometimes being a good person in a bad situation, even if you're a good person, the bad situation is so bad that it will negatively affect the good person. And now some will say, but if all the good people left the government, we wouldn't have anybody fighting for our rights. I get that. So I guess the real question is, how long do you think this thing continues to play out? A republic if you can keep it. How long of a timeline do you need before it burns to the ground and you got to rebuild it anyway? I don't know. Yeah, but then who would defend the nation? They're doing a great job defending the nation right now, huh? 300,000 people a month coming across the southern border. Politicians bought and paid for by China. Who would pave the roads? Nobody paves the roads. Or I pave the roads around here. So give me 100% of my income back. Okay, 
Also, 100% of my income that's not constantly being devalued by the Federal Reserve and inflation and bleeding our strategic oil reserves and international geopolitical politicking, bro, yeah, leave me the hell alone. Leave us the hell alone. I think I've beat that dead horse enough. So, full government shutdown by the 2nd of February. If we don't do something, partial government shutdown by the 19th of January. Let's see. Oh, dude from the Office of Management and Budget also said, the only thing is that when I think about a government shutdown, what worries me is that if it's prolonged, shut up. The shutdown in 2019 was a demonstration of just what could happen if there was a prolonged partial shutdown. The five weeks of stagnation resulted in a loss of $3 billion. Do you know that the United States government is the largest employer on earth? It's not Walmart. It's the United States federal government. Yeah. You might want to think about that. Now, I know it's hard to manage an empire in decline. I get it. It's rough. Maybe don't continue setting $100 bills on fire every day as part of our policy. Do, 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 do. The five weeks of stagnation resulted in a loss of $3 billion and also upset many families' lives and finances with in income loss and delay of certain support. This shutdown could impact air traffic controllers. Do any of y'all even fly anymore? If so, why? Why? How many times have we detailed the declining state of maintenance of airframes at this channel? From boots on the ground reporting going, I am, no, I wouldn't get on a plane. Can't even get spare parts. Parts that should have been taken out of service years ago are still in service because they can't get spare parts. I'm good, man. I'm good. I firmly believe you get one life. And I'm not going to squander this life on some, you know, American Airlines 747 that like, is literally held together with tens of thousands of rivets. Good. Super good on that. So, air traffic controllers, TSA agents. Oh, no. Don't shut down the TSA. Somebody could put some Tannerite in the heel of their work boot. TSA has caught zero terrorists, by the way. Zero. Uh, and the IRS. We could all, guys, I know, tragic. Find me the world's smallest violin. We could also lose the IRS during this government shutdown. Render unto Caesars, what is Caesars? Yeah, well, at the time, that was like 10%. You're supposed to give the creator of the universe a portion of your increase, a tenth. If 10% is good enough for God, why does the government need 50%? Maybe it illustrates their opinion of where they stand in relation to God. Maybe, instead of worshiping at the altar of governance and raising up false messiahs as to, if we just elect this person, he'll save us. If we just elect this person, she'll save us. Maybe we should just um, supplicate ourselves at the feet of the creator of the universe and allow him to save us and then act on his authority in his will. Instead, like, be wildly, radically free. Maybe, just a thought, just throwing that out there. Maybe maybe be like, perhaps ungovernable. 
maybe one should not comply. Maybe you should have, um, now assuming, you know, you're of the male persuasion, like a set of testicles and a spine and not do unrighteousness. I'm just throwing that out there. Or you could be a sop and wet P word and comply with everything they tell you to do. And the thing is, if you don't comply with your mouth, but you comply with all of your actions, they still get what they want and you're a hypocrite. Oh, the system's terrible. I better get my vegan dino nuggets. And yeah. Food, 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 water, water, shelter, security, commo, intel, friends, mutual support group, resources, heat, more food, medical. They're not coming to save you. They don't care about you at all. They don't care about me at all. And I know it's their job to care about you, but they don't. They don't. They just tell enough stupid people that they do care about them to get elected so that they can then professionally not care about them. <sighs> Guys, rabbit holes. I apologize. Oh, the government shutdown could also negatively affect the United States credit rating. Yeah, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is a slave to the lender. Proverbs, read that in a book one time. I don't care about our credit rating. I don't care at all about the United States credit rating. Because we're $34 trillion in debt. Trillion with a tr. $34 trillion in debt. That's a thousand billion. We're thirty-four thousand billion dollars in debt, and we need a good credit rating. So what? We can get more of that. To the GDP of the country, we could if all we did was service debt load. If all we did was service debt load, it would take us a decade decade just to pay down the debt. We're over here. The 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 Congress people. The Congress hamsters, however they identify these days, are they need more money. For what? What are you doing? How about performative-based evaluations? How about like, yeah, if you get a do a good job, you can have a production bonus. If you do a bad job, I get to fire you. Yeah, that's right, 3% of prepper, $34 trillion that we owe, not our politicians. But who signed on the dotted line for that? Wasn't me. And these duly elected representatives aren't duly elected in many cases, and they certainly don't represent me. Like, guys, I don't know. If any of y'all knows of a small island nation out there somewhere that we can pull our resources on and, like, literally build a bear nation, I'm in. I'm in. Like, let's, let's do this. I'm not – I'm good on boats, but I'm not good at, at – uh, captaining a boat so one of y'all is gonna have to drive okay but i don't get seasick but whatever we get some barges we get some cranes we get some dozers and we just poof, we're here now we put a little flag on top of the volcano actually i prefer an island without a volcano i know that's hard to do but if anybody's in in the like random island real estate out there let me know we're gonna i'm in let's do it I hear there's uh, some property available in the U.S. Virgin Islands. 
there's two ways we clean things via the Torah, water and fire. Might have to set it on fire. Oh, wait, the direct energy weapons will do that for us. Another major political fight that is brewing will likely heavily impact the 2024 elections. On Friday, the Supreme Court ruled that the state of Idaho was allowed to enforce its incredibly strict abortion ban as the issue continues to be worked over in court. The state seeks to block abortion, even in the case of a medical emergency, but hospitals that receive Medicare funds are required by federal law to provide emergency care. Wait a minute. Back to that whole duly elected representatives. My tax money pays for Medicare, which requires emergency abortion availability. There's got to be a conscientious objector clause somewhere. You'd think that there is. I've actually done the research on this. There's not. <laughs> Nick Rhodes, I'm moving to Bear Fakistan. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. You know, there is in uh, the California desert, there's a place called Slojamistan, the country of Slojamistan. Um, dude, if Slojamistan can do it, we can do it. We, we can totally, like, we, we can do it. We just have to pick up, you know, Hmm. Sorry, I just had a thought. I live on an Indian reservation. I'm going to have to ask my CPA some questions. Okay, all right, sorry. Uh, back to uh, Idaho. Do-do-do, do-do-do. So in the case of severe bleeding, preeclampsia, and certain pregnancy-related infections, doctor may be in a very sticky position as they try to navigate how much or how little care they can offer a patient at risk of death while they while themselves fearing prosecution. Also, wah. Dr. Abigail Cutler, an OBGYN, quoted by Mother Jones, super conservative outlet, put it clearly in 2022, quote, how close does a patient need to be? On the brink of death for me to step in and intervene? What if I wait too long and she dies in front of me? Or what if in the eyes of some prosecutor who's not a doctor, not at the bedside, not staring at the patient, bleeding or infected in front of them, to them, what if I intervene soon and I'm charged and risk going to prison? End quote. Or what if, instead of all the hypothetical questions, you just do your damn job and maybe we don't systematically murder babies in the womb in this country while subsequently also saying, oh, we're children of God. What about that? Since we're asking the hypothetical questions, this maybe has some big hypothetical questions. Like what exactly does constitute murder? Murder is killing with intent of the heart. Hmm. This hot button issue has already qualified for the Florida ballot this year, while conservatives around the country are already fighting to keep referendums off the ballot. GOP legislators in some states are trying to raise the threshold for an amendment to pass as well. The executive director of the Fairness Project said, quote, what we have learned from this growing drumbeat of opposition to citizen-initiated ballot measures from elected officials is that they continue to innovate, they continue to get more creative at how they want to deny voters the opportunity to vote on these questions. It's a game of trying to stay one step ahead. Emotions are still running high since the overturn of Roe v. Wade. And that issue is expected to be one of the key deciding factors in the way people vote in the elections this year. Yeah. Yeah. 
if people vote in the elections this year, if we're allowed to have elections this year. Off the cuff, uh, 2024 prediction. I'd say we're in coin toss territory as to whether or not we get an election in 2024. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Let's see. Do do do. Got a couple other things that I want to talk to you about this morning. Let's see. The DIA, Lloyd Austin, and uh, Big Mike, 2024. Where did my Big Mike article go? It's over here. I gotta move it. You've been moved, Big Mike. Move. Get out the way. All right. <laughs> also. Still, 40% of you not subscribed. I know that your Fed's hiding in a basement somewhere eating Doritos. For the rest of you non-federales who watch the show but aren't subscribed, please do us all a favor. Either pull your head out of your ass, subscribe, ring the little bell icon, or go away. One or the other. Okay? Okay. Cool. Fabulous. Now, Ve'avi from RT, RussiaToday.com. What's the, the, the first rule of OSINT? open source intelligence, always consider the source. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody has a spin. At a minimum, they have biases. And so always consider the source. Where did this information come from? But then you can still, as you're OSINTing, as you're bringing this information on, you can still, knowing the biases and the spin and the lean, perhaps, bring that information on board. You can still aggregate it into your system and look at it and go, huh, how interesting. But never take anything at face value. Like, especially in 2024. Never take anything at face value. So knowing that this is from Russia Today, which is a Russian propaganda outlet that is state-funded, the headline is, The U.S. believes Israel wouldn't defeat Hezbollah, according to the Washington Post. Now, the WAPO, the Washington Post, allegedly is the place that you go if you're in certain alphabet soup agencies and you want something out there, but you don't want it attributed to you, you leak it to the reporters at the WAPO and they publish it. And then AP or Reuters picks that up and disseminates it around the world. And then when the little telegraph machine in the corner of your news station comes through, you pull the tape off of the thing, you tear it off the old laser printer, you know, the, the three part laser printer paper with little holes on the side of it, you pull that out and then you scan that into a computer and then that ends up on a teleprompter or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Um, so then it gets disseminated out from there. So coming from WAPO, one could reasonably assume that this was some type of leak from an alphabet soup agency and all those leaks are intentional to push an agenda. Okay, so knowing that, Agenda being pushed, reported by WAPO, WAPO, Washington Post, distributed, disseminated by these international air quote news agencies, then picked up by RT, which is Russian state-funded propaganda. Here's the article. Do-do-do, do-do-do. U.S. spies believe Israel wouldn't defeat Hezbollah, according to the Washington Post. The IDF would be spread too thin if it attempted to fight a war on two fronts, American agents reportedly believe. 
Reading from the article, a secret assessment from the Defense Intelligence Agency in Washington has found that Israeli forces would find it, quote, difficult to succeed, end quote, in a two-front war against Hamas in Gaza and Hezbollah in Lebanon, the Washington Post reported on Sunday. Now, why? Let's maybe go a little bit deeper here. Just beyond the literal, the sode, the remez. Why would Russia report on this? Why do they care? Who funds Hezbollah and Hamas? Iran. Who funds Iran? Russia. Who's in a proxy war in Eastern Europe with Russia right now? The United States. Who's Israel's prime benefactor and supporter? The United States. Ah, Bear, are you telling me that Israel is a proxy war? Yes, I've been telling you that since October 7th. It's a proxy war. Yeah, but but the reporting has said that Hamas was planning this attack for two years. Dude, I could be planning a vacation for half a decade. And then when the time is right, then I go on vacation. That, that, that timeline doesn't mean shit. It just means that they maintained a certain state of readiness that when the flip, the switch was flipped, they could go. Ah, thank you, Bill Gates, for another 20 doll hairs. I appreciate you with the super chats over there. It's very nice of you. Thank you very much. The Israeli Defense Forces have exchanged in a tit for tat exchanges of fire with Hezbollah militants since the start of the war, Hamas, and blah, 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 do, do, do. The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Bibi Netanyahu has promised to make, quote, fundamental changes, end quote, to the security situation along the Lebanese border. Now we start getting a little bit more. Here's the thing. Nobody of the powers that be wants this limited conflict in Israel to extend beyond the borders of Israel. Also in this article... Hezbollah, the leader of Hezbollah, specifically says that the not only are they involved, the reason that they're involved is by launching their uh, drone strikes and missile attacks into uh, Israel. They've tied up more than a third of the IDF, and that was X number of forces that could not be deployed into Gaza for the ground-clearing operations there to push Hamas out. Yeah, yeah, two-front war. It's actually pretty smart. So, uh, quote, if we were to do so, a new secret assessment from the Defense Intelligence Agency, opening up a second front, if they were to do so, a new secret assessment from the Defense Intelligence Agency found that it would be difficult for Israeli Defense Forces to succeed because its military assets and resources would be spread too thin given the conflict in Gaza. And quote, citing two anonymous officials and a classified report by the DIA. And yet, there it is. It's out there. How interesting. Quote, a full-scale conflict between Israel and Lebanon would surpass the bloodshed of the 2006 Israel-Lebanon war on account of Hezbollah's substantially larger arsenal of long-range and precision weaponry, the paper stated, citing officials who also warned that the militant group could launch missile attacks on Israel petrochemical plants and nuclear reactors. Now, what's cool is Israel is not only approximately the same size and the same shape as the state of New Jersey, but it's also filled with petrochemicals like the state of New Jersey. I wonder if it smells like the state of New Jersey, because New Jersey has a very distinct 
scent. You could call it an odor, but it's got a scent for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you've never if you've never purchased Peterbilts that have been uh, repoed underneath the off-ramp of I-95 in Newark on a Saturday night for cash, you don't know New Jersey, right? If you've never partied in Hoboken until 6 o'clock in the morning, you don't know New Jersey. Yeah. The diners in North Jersey. Yeah. I'm familiar with Jersey. Let's see. Washington also fears that such a conflict could draw in Iran, Hezbollah's principal backer. <gasps> yep, there it is in black and white. And eventually the U.S., the papers, uh, the papers sources said. So the U.S. doesn't really want to get involved in this. U.S. Secretary, Secretary of State Antony Blinken arrived in Jordan on Sunday ahead of visits to Israel, the West Bank, Qatar, and the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and Egypt. That's a nice little tour we got going there. Quote, we have an intense focus on preventing this conflict from spreading, he said, before meeting Jordanian King Abdullah II and Foreign Minister Ayman Safadi. So the DIA says that Israel has a low likelihood of success if a two-front war is opened up, including strikes into Lebanon. Now, what's interesting is that Israel is reporting and U.S intelligence assets in the IC, the intelligence community, are also reporting they're finding an inordinate amount of Chinese weaponry being possessed by Hamas and Hezbollah, the terrorist assholes over there who are doing terrible things to Israel. And of course, you know, chicken versus egg, you know, who, whose side should we be on, Bear? I don't know, but if you're on the side of the people that like are ripping open pregnant ladies' bellies, and like raping children and executing the elderly, you might, just morally speaking, be on the wrong side. Just throwing that out there. And so there's reporting that they're finding a bunch, a bunch of Chinese small arms, explosives, communications gear, um, observation gear, etc. And that that Chinese equipment was likely, they believe, you know, who knows, but likely. Uh, it's produced in China, purchased by Iran, and then fenced through Egypt into Palestine. Interesting. Interesting. Fenced through who? Egypt? The same Egypt that is trying to negotiate a peace plan right now between Israel and Hamas? Yeah. Cute. That's cute. So, something to pay attention to. Um, all around, all around, everybody but Israel has concerns about uh, this conflict in Israel growing into a regional conflict. And I was actually thinking about that while I was brewing my cup of coffee this morning. Barring a lack of resolve, a, a, will, a willingness to close with and destroy the enemy in the Middle East. Why wouldn't we? And the thought that came to me is not one that I like, but we have to at least ponder it. Maybe we can't. Maybe we can't. We don't actually have the capability to close with and destroy the enemy. 
So we've seen Russia acting more or less like a paper tiger in Ukraine. I mean, they're Russia, right? I mean, I was 80s baby, yo, indoctrinated in M81 Woodland and Wolverines and Rambo and Rocky Ford and G.I. Joe. Like, of course we can destroy the Russians. Which is interesting because they were also painted as an existential threat to the United States of America for the majority of my adult life and childhood. But Russia, not doing so great in Ukraine. Like, forget taking over all Europe, which maybe they have ambitions to do, maybe they don't. They're stalemated in Ukraine. Okay. China, for all their rhetoric, is going to take over the entire world. Still hasn't taken Taiwan. A little island off their own coast in more or less uncontested waters. China still hasn't done anything. Not to say that they won't, but they haven't. And why haven't they? Maybe they can't. So maybe... And I'm not saying this is true, but it's worth pondering. Maybe we can't either. That's kind of a big deal. I believe, honest assessment, I believe we possess the capability. We have the hardware. I don't know if we have the software. I don't know if we have the, the people that could go in there again, again. And I, in my mind, airstrikes, missile strikes, just glass desert, bro. Wipe it out. Done. Next. And like, twas it uh, President Bear. Like, I'd just be, you know, hey, they attacked our people. Go in there. Destroy them. Cool. We have a big old American flag. Mission accomplished, boys. For everybody else out there in the world, F-A-F-O. Best friend, worst enemy, you pick. You want to do business? Let's do business. You shed a single drop of American blood anywhere in the world, we will find you and we will kill you. That'd be my stance. But I don't think most people in leadership positions in the military-industrial complex have that stance. And so maybe the reason we don't want to get involved in the Middle East is not because it would be bad for us politically, but because we couldn't win. And that is kind of a sobering thought process. Shifting gears from uh, the Communist News Network. Again, everybody has a spin. Everybody has biases. Everybody's pushing an agenda from CNN. Deputy Defense Secretary was not told that Austin had been hospitalized when she assumed his duties. This is an interesting little saga right here. And this is a long-ass blah-blah article from CNN. I mean, it says it's from CNN. Let's be honest. It was probably written by a robot, chat GPT or something. Um, but long and short, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had an elective procedure when was it? I think it was on the 22nd of December. Yeah, Austin was hospitalized following an elective medical procedure he had on December 22nd. 
And then on January 1st, he began to experience severe pain and was transported to Walter Reed via ambulance, placed in the hospital's ICU, blah, blah, blah. Now, while this is going on, his uh, assistant, deputy defense secretary, was on vacation in Puerto Rico, I think. And as this is happening, nobody told the White House. Nobody. He was just in the hospital. She was on vacation in Puerto Rico. They passed... uh, he passed the baton to her. Hey, sorry, I'm in the hospital having some complications. And so uh, she took the baton and was like, okay, well, should I go back to DC? And then she decides, you know what, for continuity of communications, I'm just going to stay right here in Puerto Rico on vacation. So there was an effective five-day period where Dude was in the hospital, she was on vacation, and nobody in the White House knew where the Secretary of Defense was. Getting back to, maybe we couldn't win a war in the Middle East. Um, And here's my speculation. This is completely speculative, but I got to thinking about this too. Again, while brewing coffee. The bar is so low. I know, Nick, the bar is so low. If you were a Democratic shill in, uh, just go with me on this little this little mind journey. You're a Democratic shill in Biden's administration, and you take off to have an elective procedure that is causing you pain. Nine days later. What do you, uh, what did you electively do? I think this dude transitioned. That's what I think. That's my guess. I have no proof whatsoever. Just call it a, call it a gut feeling. I think this dude went into the hospital and lopped off his cash and prizes. And, uh, He's about to be Antonia Blinken or whatever. No, wrong guy, Lloyd Austin. He's now uh, Lanny Austin. I don't know. Just uh, This is just me adding to the rumor mill. But while this dude was, say, possibly having gender reassignment surgery, the United States of America was without a Secretary of Defense for five days. For five days. Now, I don't know if you know this, hundreds of billions of your taxpayer dollars have been sent to Ukraine. Uh, Tens of billions of your taxpayer dollars have been sent to the Middle East, to Israel. We have assets deployed in the Middle East. We have assets deployed in and around Ukraine. Just don't tell anybody. Um, We have assets in the South China Sea. We have assets in Africa and Latin America. We have 300,000 people per month unlawfully crossing our southern border. And dude, the defense secretary was incommunicado for five days because uh, he decided to have an elective procedure. And number two in charge, the deputy defense secretary was on vacation. Bro, government shutdown, partial on the 19th, full on February 2nd, send it.
send it. Send it. We already have a shutdown government. It doesn't work. It doesn't function. Like cost-benefit analysis, just putting my business bear hat on, cost-benefit analysis, this shit's stupid. This is not worth investing in anymore. Do the ROI, the return on investment. It's not there. It's not there, guys. It's not there. And sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Sometimes you just got to look at the data and go, you know, as much as I love this thing, it ain't working. Burn it to the ground. Now, I'm. this is not a call to action. This is not me telling you to go burn it to the ground. Don't do that because, you know, people be retarded and stuff. This is me saying, if it crumples under its own weight, mazel tov. We can lament the loss of the greatest democracy in the history of the world. Dude, F your democracy. I don't want democracy. Nobody wants democracy. I want the representative republic that we're supposed to have in the first place. That's what I want. But here's the thing. Even no matter how much I want that, funny thing about cycles of history, time always goes forward. It doesn't go backwards. And to quote a line from a great American cinematic masterpiece, Grumpy Old Men, you can wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which one gets filled up first. Which is why food, water, shelter, med, security, intel, commo, homies. Because I think... Much like, dare I say, September 11th, 2001, letter, whether they made it happen or let it happen, it's happening. The destruction of the United States of America, whether they're making it happen or letting it happen, and I think they, the big they, are absolutely making it happen, it's happening. We haven't had the planes flying into buildings moment yet or holographs of planes flying into buildings. I know a bunch of y'all are super passionate about that. And I want zero of your comments about 9-11 because you guys will retard out on one sentence in an hour. Stop it. By the way, nobody's impressed by your comments anyway. So keep that shit to yourself. The destruction of the United States of America is ongoing. And regardless of how you might feel about that, the smart money is to insulate yourself from that. Regardless of how I feel about this external stimulus over here, I have a duty and a responsibility to my creator to protect the people that I love that he has entrusted me with stewardship over. And the best way to do that that I know of is to insulate myself from this decrepit Babylonian system that's crumbling under its own weight. Knowing that somehow this decrepit Babylonian system has afforded us an incredible quality of life thus far, and knowing that this incredible quality of life thus far is a shadow of what the founders intended because of the corruption that's in this decrepit Babylonian system that's crumbling underneath its own weight. Does that make sense? I hope it does. If it doesn't, I know nuanced conversation is difficult sometimes because the brain has shortcuts in it. We have all these preconceived notions. 
that when you hear a thing, it drops into this bucket and then that automates this response over here so that I don't have to literally spend brain power to think about things. The problem with that is if you take all the nuance out of a conversation, A, it's boring AF, and B, you can't actually drill down on what is true, what is right, what is not right. So I love the United States of America. I also see it falling apart. And I also don't see a way to put it back together again. And I also know that if it falls apart and some of it falls on me, we're doomed. So I need to have as much standoff from it as I can, that while it's crumbling, some of that debris doesn't crush me. So that I'll still be here after it's gone. Now, after it's gone, what this is a different conversation. What do I want it to look like after it's gone? As close to 1776 as possible. That's what I want. But first, we have to navigate the fact that the building is crumbling. And sometimes the cost to renovate exceeds the cost to uh, demolish and rebuild. And again, I'm not saying you should demolish. I'm saying it's already demolished because okay, there's there's cracks in the foundation the structural steel is stressed the windows are broken and we've got politicians over here wondering what color we should paint the interior walls and should we have win, uh, walnut cabinets or maybe we should go with riffs on white oak you want two centimeter or three centimeter granite let's do some quartz over here what kind of fixtures do you think like guys the foundation is destroyed it's like, ah, it's a fixer-upper. The, the foundation is destroyed. Doesn't matter how many, you know, what texture we put on the drywall. The foundation is destroyed. <sighs> Speaking of the foundation being destroyed, from theblaze.com. President Michelle Obama. Here's how it could happen. This is a long-ass article written by Glenn Beck. Let's be honest. This is probably not. I don't know that Glenn wrote this. I think that Glenn spoke this and somebody typed it up or ChatGPT typed it up. Or this was a monologue that he had on one of his shows, which then got turned into text and posted as an article here. In any event, it's attributed to Glenn Beck. And it's uh, long. How does 2024 end? The next 12 months are going to decide America's future. Think of the pressures that are upon us. We've got war, faltering economy, trouble on our streets. And now we have Donald Trump and Joe Biden running again. In normal scenarios, that wouldn't necessarily be so bad, but we're not in a normal scenario. Those on the left are trying to take Trump out of the running. They're trying to take your choice away. They're trying to ensure he can't run, and they're using every trick in the book. Dude, Glenn... You are a master at tugging on people's heartstrings about things that don't actually matter. I respect you for that ability, but I don't agree with you. How does that work out, do you think? If Donald Trump goes to jail, do you think there's 10% of our nation who will not stand for it? I think that's a pretty easy bet. If he goes to jail, bad news. If he doesn't go to jail and Biden runs and wins, is anyone on the left or the right actually going to believe it? I just have a really hard time believing he could win. Biden. If there's anything funny going on, I'll have a really hard time believing that he actually won. If there's anything funny going on, bro. If he loses, what will the outcome look like? 
we would be happy. Do you think those on the left are going to sit around and not set the country on fire? Do you think they won't do what Hillary Clinton said to do when Joe Biden lost last time? Never concede? Let me give you another scenario. The Democratic Party establishment decides there won't be a debate, and we all know it's because Biden, by this time next year, will have degraded even more cognitively. He's looking worse and worse when he does speak, so they keep him sequestered in the White House and there's no debate. That won't work out well. People both inside and outside the Democratic Party will realize, oh dear Lord, Kamala Harris is going to be president. If she's the president, the world will be on fire. I don't think anybody on the left wants her to be president. Not really. So what happens in this scenario? Harris is replaced at the top of the ticket and Trump wins. If that happens, the streets are on fire. If Biden and the Dem Democrats know he won't make it, they, they should replace Kamala Harris, but they can't. Biden promised that his running mate would be a black woman and made Kamala Harris a token. Let's not get the best person regardless of race. Let's just get the person of color regardless of their qualifications. The left will set the streets on fire, so there's no way out of that scenario. The left, funded by who? George Soros and billionaires around the world who are engaged in the Hegelian dialectic to maintain destabilization campaigns here in the United States of America by polarizing the citizenry against one another rather than uniting the citizenry against the tyranny at the federal government. That's me talking, not Glenn Beck. I said all that last stuff. Shall we go back to what Glenn Beck said? By the way, I'd like to point out, I think some of y'all can fact check me on this in the comments because a lot of y'all have been here for a long time. I'm pretty sure we've been talking about Big Mike as a presidential candidate for at least a year, maybe longer. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't beck me. Listen, oops. Chill. Take a chill pill, oops. Do, do, do. Now, let me share with you the only thing the Democratic Party can do. Again, reading from the articles. The Democratic Party, after the election of Ronald Reagan, did not, did not want its party to be taken by, over by some outsider. What do the people know anyway? So Democrats established a veto power to ensure that no political outsiders can come through the primary gates, and they're called superdelegates. These unelected officials at this point have all been chosen by Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. They're in the bag of all the elites, and it's within their purview to vote against what the public wants. So if you're a Democrat, you can go to the polls and vote for Joe Biden, and the superdelegates can say, Joe Biden is a disaster, nobody really wants him, agreed, but nobody stepped up to take the primary from him. We can't let this happen. So they have the power to override the vote of the primary. They, the superdelegates, can nominate Michelle Obama. People always ask, who is really running the country? I think it's the Obama administration that's actually running the place. So Biden serves one term, but who could possibly be elected in such a short period of time? Who has the name recognition? Who has the establishment's trust? Who can remind people how great it was when Barack was in office? The first female black president, Michelle Obama. The first transgender male black president, Michelle Michael Obama. The only one in the Democratic Party who will have a problem with this plan will be Michelle Obama herself. She doesn't like the country. She hated the White House. But boy, wouldn't that be something. As a fiction writer, the only scenario I can see playing out in anything other than a disaster is President Michelle Obama. As always, the Democrats always have a win-win scenario. It's always bad for America, but it's a win-win for them. In the first scenario, if Biden runs, he loses. The streets will be on fire for at least three months between the election and the inauguration when the outgoing president still has executive power. 
this period would dramatically impact America. That's a win if you're trying to destroy the country. Then, if you realize that the globalists are really the ones behind the scenes pulling the strings, all you would need is to soften people up to what would be coming. President Michelle Obama, the win-win scenario for the Democrats. Now, thanks, Glenn. Back to commentary. Taylor Swift, absolutely not. I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift is the undead. Republicans have Nikki Haley. What a disgusting situation. I think Vivek Ramaswamy is going to get ventilated. And I say that with no joy. But I think he's dropping too many truth bombs on CNN and in these debates uh, for him to not get ventilated. I hope that he doesn't. I honestly, I wish best for the man. I, I don't agree with everything he has to say. I do agree with 10% flat tax. 100% agree with uh, 10% flat tax. But I think that man is saying too many things that the establishment doesn't want to hear that it's just a matter of time before he has a happy accident. So keep an eyeball on that. Um, the agenda is so fragile that it cannot tolerate anybody questioning it at this point. He says the quiet part out loud. That's correct, Glock 316. So, uh, yeah, you heard it here a year ago, and now you're hearing it from the blaze. Big Mike for President 2024. That's the brief for today. Um, I know a bunch of y'all don't like it when I pee in the middle of the brief, but the good news for you is that's the end of the brief. So I'm going to go pee. And then when I come back in 30 to 60 seconds, um, we're going to talk about uh, the value exchange. Okay? Okay. In the meanwhile, you guys can look at this. There you go. Be right back. Yes, subliminal messaging. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Let's see. We had 2,300 people. Oh, we only lost 150 people. Wow. 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 Listen here, Sheenie. All right. So value exchange. You have elected to stay here and listen to this portion of the conversation. Okay. So I don't want to hear any whining in the comments. First of all, Patreon this morning. Patreon. I was, uh, blessed to be able to make bread with the people from Joseph's Kitchen. And um, so that video has posted this morning. 
making bread with Joseph's Kitchen right there. How we made bread, what we did to make bread, recipes, access to supplies, etc., etc., etc. There's also a link there that if you um, want to get stuff from Joseph's Kitchen, you can. Uh, it's a it's an affiliate link. I'll be completely honest with you. It makes a couple of bucks for us, which um, I'm trying to make a couple of extra bucks right now because I've got a got to build a house um, that will fit my entire family in it because the house that I currently have, praise you, it hasn't fallen over yet, but it's not stellar. And so I'm just going to go ahead and drop this link in the chat right now so that uh, you've got the Joseph's Kitchen link. If you want to get a Joseph's Kitchen, you know, get their wheat or their bread machine or whatever. So we did that on Patreon this morning and uh, it was a cool piece of content and Patreon's 10 bucks a month. So it's a $10 preparedness consultancy and uh, a bunch of y'all, your credit card or debit card ran out at the end of December and you haven't signed back up again in January. So if that's you, I'm admonishing you, get your poop in a group, come back and see us on Patreon. Okay. I got a dog here that got uh, run over by a cattle truck and uh, he's doing okay. He's a tank like his daddy. So that's fun. He's just got a little hitch in his step right now. Don't you rat. You okay? Yeah, you'll be okay. So he's allowed to be in the house on this rainy day today. Um, speaking of buying a house, building a house, Baron Dependent merch. There's a link in the description for that. T-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, stickers, uh, tumblers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want some bear swag, uh, the whole idea with reintroducing new bear swag at this time is to help generate funds to build a house. And uh, so value exchange, you get some cool bear swag. I get a house for my pregnant wife. So check that out. Refugemedical.com. The uh, crazy kids at Refuge did a pretty cool thing where if you're into preparedness, which I'm assuming you are, if you watch this channel, um, if you're into preparedness and you need to stock up on something like say the wound care bucket, where you think you you're going to need I don't know, we'll just say four wound care buckets to round out your preps. Um, you can now do a subscribe and save on the wound care bucket at refugemedical.com. If you don't know what the wound care bucket is, it's a five-gallon bucket with an O-ring sealed lid that's filled with everything you need to treat one grievous injury for 30 days or several minor injuries for 60 to 90 days. And so it's your four basic food groups of gauze, tape, gloves, disinfectant in quantity sealed inside a bucket. And then even inside the bucket, they're in very heavy duty zip top bags. And I believe it was uh, Poplar Preparedness that reviewed that bucket. And he like went full blown accountant mode on it. And he tallied up the cost of everything that was in the bucket against what we charge for it. And he was like, it's literally not possible to make your own bucket for less than what you can buy it from refuge for. And you guys, we get constantly, people buy the bucket, they open the bucket and they pull everything out and they go, this is amazing. And then they try and put it back in the bucket and you can't get everything back in the bucket. So much so that we literally shot a video 
on how to repack the wound care bucket so that we can send that to people when they call frantically and go, how do I get it all back in the bucket? So the wound care bucket's already a deal. And if you sign up for subscribe and save, you'll save, I think it's 10%. It's close to 10%. So check that out. Um, we also have three class slots left, three for the 6th of May, 2024 at Refuge HQ in Spyro, Oklahoma. That is a uh, all day class. It, the first portion of the day, we're doing responder one and two, March algorithm uh, trauma medicine training. And then the second portion of the day, we're doing the first ever prepper classroom live with me there from the internet. And so you can find that under the training tab at refugemedical.com. There's three slots left. So go check that out. And then that class will be entirely sold out. And if you're coming to that class the 6th of May, which is a Monday, you should get to town early because on the 5th of May, that Sunday evening, we are doing another refuge house party. So if you want to come hang out with us, refuge house party is that Sunday evening prior to class on Monday. So we're running a class on Sunday, which is already full, then Sunday evening, Refuge House Party, then second class Monday. So you can find that at refugemedical.com. And then last but certainly not least from Refuge, Red Bear Facts are back in stock. These are um, our number one seller, and they're our number one seller for a reason. They're very hard to keep in stock because they're our number one seller. And the great thing about the red is that I can see this at night because it's got reflective striping if i'm in a car wreck and stuff gets thrown from the vehicle we've had people write in who have used these to save lives you're like i could see the red bear fact because it was red and it got tossed into this field or on the side of the road or whatever boom there it was um, and you can also say it's in you know the trunk of your car or whatever when you open it up your eyes immediately go to it and so that's that's why we provide a red kit if you want red we also have it in black multicam and in multicam and in coyote tan. Um, but the red for, especially for civilian applications and even law enforcement, EMS and fire for a car kit, it's a great color. You guys know the drill, man. We make these here in America. They're guaranteed forever. There is not a better first aid kit on the market, period, bar none. You got a Gen 7 cat tourniquet. You got your shears on the outside here. These are real shears, good shears. Wrangler Star, when he was reviewing our stuff, the first comment he made was, these shears are excellent. They didn't waste money on these shears. And the way this works is you got your portability and durability on the outside with your ballistic nylon, Molly Pals wedding, wedding webbing compatible. And you grab the tab here, you pull up, you open it, then you grab the red handle, right? And then... When you pull the red handle, look, the inner comes out of the outer. And in the inner, which I can open with one hand if I need to, why is that important? Because four people of the 112 lives saved with our kids, four of them were missing one of their arms or hands. Yeah. Pop this open. Boom. And this kit, the reason this stuff is in this order is also not an accident. This is all prioritized per the March algorithm in order of priority of care for life-saving protocols. So massive bleeding is right here. I got to deal with that first. Then after I deal with massive bleeding, then airway and respiratory, which is right here in the back. 
as well as burns. So chest seals, naso, five by nine shears, all that back here. And then uh, airway and respiratory circulation, head injury, hypothermia, everything else is down here in what's called the trauma pack. And so not only do I have quick clot rolled gauze for wound packing down here in the trauma pack, then I've got my trauma pack, which is two by twos, four by four, five by nine gauze pads, eye shield, iPad, rolled gauze, triangle bandage, compressed gauze for wound packing, emergency mylar blanket, flat duct tape, everything else. So this kit, unlike a lot of first aid kits, is built to work the March algorithm, which is massive bleeding, airway, respiratory, circulation, head injury, hypothermia, everything else. So it's purpose built to work the March algorithm. There's no concessions in this for cost or product availability, or price point bullshit. Um, it's designed to save lives. That's what it's for. It's designed to save lives. This is not the best kit for if Susie falls off of her bike and skins her knee again. We have other kits for that. You can get a boo-boo kit for that. You can get an adventure bag for that if you want. If you want a tactical reason to buy Band-Aids to slide one underneath the wife, buy a stomp bag. There's Band-Aids in a stomp bag, okay? Uh, you spend what? I Listen, babe, I need a Band-Aids. Tactical Band-Aids. This kit, the Bearfac, is designed to be a purpose-built trauma first aid kit to work the March algorithm. And it does. 112 people are still alive because of these kits. So, um... You might consider getting one if you don't already have one. If you do already have one or any of our products, I would really appreciate it if you could help review us on Google and help review us at the website, do product reviews at the website. That, that helps us as we continue to grow this small American business. And we're all like, dude, we're a family business. Everybody who works with us, I love them. Like, we don't just work together, we do life together. So that's refugemedical.com. Of course, oh, promo code Bear Nation gets you free shipping as well, which is not nothing these days. So check that out. Refuge Ruckus, there's 93 people signed up thus far to Ruck. That's approximately 25% capacity. So my hope is that as you guys are continuing to recover from the holiday season and getting serious about your fitness, that you're starting to ruck and that you want to come ruck with us, refugeruckus.com. And uh, we're rucking to raise awareness for Caleb House, which is our juvenile restoration facility for human trafficking survivors. So if you're new and you don't know that we do that, we rescue and restore juvenile human trafficking survivors with one of our ministries, which is Caleb House, Caleb with a K, dot com. CalebHouse.org, rather. CalebHouse.org. And so we're doing a live event called the Refuge Ruckus, which is at refugeruckus.com. You can sign up, come ruck with us, or you can be a virtual rucker or a remote rucker. You can help raise awareness and funds where you are, okay? Andrew Stanek, my super dope high-speed TQ holster should be here today. Thanks. No, thank you, bro. Praise you. So Refuge Ruckus, if you want to come play or if you need more information, go to refugeruckus.com. And then um, lastly, but certainly not least, Caleb House, calebhouse.org. Um, I've asked you guys previously, I'm going to ask you again, if you could help tell other people about Caleb House, Caleb with a K, 
and what we're doing, I would really appreciate it. Bama, if I sign up for the ruckus but end up not being able to go, can I donate my spot to someone else? Yes, you can handle that through admin at uh, calebhouse.org. We can take care of that. Um, I've asked you guys and girls to tell other people about Caleb House. And I would really appreciate it if you would continue to do that. It's a weird line that I have to walk between raising awareness and maintaining operational security. It's a challenge. It really is a challenge. And there's only so many times in the day that I can talk about Caleb House to the audience that I already have before, frankly, you guys go check, got it, done, Caleb House, track and bear, got it. Um, and it's a funding is a constant challenge. It's a huge challenge. Um, and so how do you continue to engage in funding opportunities while maintaining operational security? Typically, there's a couple of ways. One is you take money from the government, and I'm not interested in doing that. Another is you find like a mega donor who wants to be your benefactor, right? and you be his muse or her muse, and that the father has not provided us that. Um, so we need more people to know what we do. And what we do is not, we don't make Instagram posts about raped kids bad, human trafficking bad. Um, we restore kids that have been trafficked. That's what we do. And getting people to realize that that's the critical need in anti-human trafficking is an uphill battle. So if you guys and girls could continue to please help um, tell people about what we do, I would really appreciate it because I can only reach so many people in a day. But there's 1,886 of y'all here right now. If you guys, just somebody this week, just have a conversation with them about Caleb House, I'd really appreciate it. If you see somebody on social media posting about anti-human trafficking, mention Caleb House. Help us continue to increase that buzz. I'd really, really appreciate it. Also, I need framers. I need framers right now. So if you're a framer, you know how to frame, and you have framing equipment, please email us, admin at calebhouse.org. I need framers. Okay? Cool. Uh, Drew said, Druid in Oregon said, I just spent a thousand bucks at Refuge. Thanks, Druid in Oregon. Appreciate you. Also, dude, I need you to do something, Druid. I need, or maybe it's just a play on words because your name is Drew because it's Drew Ed in Oregon. If, dude, if you don't have a copy of the scriptures, go to grindstoneministries.com and just get one for free. I will send you one. Because I appreciate you spending a thousand bucks at Refuge. I don't want you to do Druid stuff though, homie. Because the Father's going to smoke your ass. And I don't want that for you. So please, if you don't have a copy of the scriptures, go to grindstoneministries.com and I will give you one for free. Okay? Don't worship what was created. Worship the Creator. Okay, cool. Um, all right. That's the brief for today. Let's talk to the creator.
Oh, good morning, Father Yah. Father, thank you for allowing us to wake up again today. Thank you for the little miracles in life that we so often overlook. Looking for you in the big things and refusing to recognize you in the little things. Father, thank you that you are the creator, not the created. Thank you for making us for such a time as this. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for factoring in our stubbornness and our stupidity and our short-sightedness into your plan. Thank you for making a way for us to come home again by the blood of your son and for teaching us how to walk with his example. Father, I got no big stuff today. I thank you for that. So, Father, let me pray for these people. Father, protect them today. That no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Put a hedge of protection around them. Father, pour out your spirit on them today for wisdom and discernment of the Ruach HaKodesh. That they would walk in righteousness and be able to tell right from wrong. Father, convict them to walk in your ways. Father, give them strength and power and authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Father, if anything comes against them that's not of you, I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua and command it to destroy itself. Father, fill them up with peace that surpasses all understanding regardless of whatever little worldly thing they might go in, might be going through that you are sovereign over all things, including their very lifeblood, and that all things work together for your good and your glory. Father, love them today right where they're at. Drag them out of the ditches and the gutters and the dirt and the muck and the filth. And welcome the prodigal sons home with open arms. Father, please continue to do incredible things with this audience, with this congregation. That we might bring glory to your name. That those in the world would see us and come to know you. Empower us to be your hands and feet today. Father, protect them, provide for them, and bless them. In Yeshua's name, Amen. All right. I'm going to go do Execubear stuff because. If I don't, I'll have like multiple businesses and ministries worth of staff that will revolt against me. And then I'll be forced to flee to the high mountains underneath a poncho. Where there's probably not a high enough bandwidth speed to be able to live stream and we won't be able to do this again. So, sorry guys. Gotta go do boss stuff. Y'all have a blessed day. Shalom.